From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, BKV Group partner Mike Krish talks to FNC reporter J.D. Duggan. Krish discusses BKV's growth and how he's seen the industry change during his tenure. Hey, Mike. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so you made a couple of hires recently, your company has, and you were telling me about some kind of ongoing growth that's happening in your company in, in for, for years now. Can you just tell me a bit about that? Sure. Um, we... We're founded here in the Twin Cities about 45 years ago, and um, we had a pretty large practice of, of in the work of government, corporate, and development or housing. And um, we had grown uh, several times as part of the Fast 50, um, twice actually before and after the recession, a year before and a year after. Um, but we we were doing a lot of great things in the development uh, multifamily world, and we felt a need to expand beyond the Twin Cities. So our first venture was to Chicago. Um, that was about 16 years ago or so, um, and we won a, an RFP there and got some work right away. And then, um, and then we were more deliberate on where we would expand, and um, so we expanded to DC, which is. Uh, a very stable market uh and then and that was about 12 years ago and then eventually expanded as well to dallas and so we have developed from being a local minnesota company to be coming a regionalized and national practice uh, and we've done work uh, across about 33 states um and do some work internationally as well. And um, we're currently looking at uh, some satellite offices uh, in addition to our four practice sites within the U.S. And then we do have uh, a, a, a BKV group in Vietnam as well. Awesome. Very cool. Do you mind telling me a bit about some of your notable projects here around the Twin Cities or around the state? Um, sure. Um Notable projects, maybe I'll start with some uh, current ones and recent ones. Um, and we, we again, do a broad mix that includes um, housing and development work, government, corporate, hospitality, education, and libraries. So it, it's quite diverse. That's intentional um, to, to be diverse in the types of work that we do. And we're also a holistic practice where we have all our disciplines under one roof. So it's not just architecture. Um, we do architecture, mechanical, electrical, structural, interiors, landscape, um, and we have specialists. And um, 
And we've expanded that, and I'll get to the projects. We've expanded that expertise to include branded environments, and uh, we've added a sustainability director, and we've had a code expert that's nationally recognized. And so it's part of creating that holistic approach to design to create better projects for the uh, things that we provide in our community. Uh, Some notable projects. We've been doing, we've got some adaptive reuse projects and we've been doing those for 20 years or so. But um, notable one is the Fort Snelling Upper Post, which we're converting into affordable housing. Um, and it's just quite an extraordinary project that that uh, dates back to the origins of Minnesota with settlement. Um, and and so we're taking the Upper Post and, and uh, converting to affordable housing and some of those have opened up now it's been a project that's lasted seven years and so we're happy to see it be put to a new uh a new use which we think is great for the community and and um some other projects just within the north loop of minneapolis we've got um we just completed uh duffy lofts which is a conversion of three historic buildings on a single block and we're in the midst of duffy 2.0 which is two more adaptive reuse projects converting into mixed use uh housing and in retail and restaurant along with a new construction project right within the same area that'll also include housing uh retail space and parking as well. So those those are some of the adaptive reuse. Uh, we recently completed a project, uh, Mississippi Crossings up in Champlain, that included uh, housing plus work for the city of Champlain, which has a pavilion, uh, an amphitheater that'll be open year round. Um, they're, they're working on an event center up there. And so it brought both uh, public and private partnership together to develop something that they the city has been trying to establish for the last 10, 15 years. And finally, they've been able to realize their vision. So that's been really exciting to work with the city of Champlain. And I think one one small project, but it's in Howard Lake, and we're, we're designing a library that'll, uh, I believe, be the first net zero library in the state of Minnesota. So it's a, we do a broad range of project types. And um, they have a lot of unique stories behind them. Definitely. I've uh, been out to the Upper Post Flats and I've talked to John Stark from BKV and his oh, sure. passion for that is very clear. Um, and I actually was just at a coffee shop at Duffy Lofts uh, maybe a week <laughs> okay. ago with my girlfriend. So, uh, yeah, I see the impact firsthand. Um, so how did you, you you've been in this work for a long time. How did you get into this and what's what's your kind of career path been? Uh, well, I uh, this is the first and only place that I've worked in the industry. I, um, I, when I graduated from high school, I didn't really think about what I was going to do. And this is a long time ago where you didn't necessarily have to do that, but I, I whittled down my professions. I thought, okay, what am I, what might I be interested in? What might I be good at? And I whittled it down and it all funneled down to architecture. So I, applied to one university it was the university of minnesota which was a top school at the time and um i got in my first class was in a the history of architecture loved it and knew i was at home and so um 
that I knew I was in the right place for what I wanted to do. And, and then, um, in my second year design, I interviewed with Jack Foreman, who's the founder of our company. He's still working, uh, strong and, um, he hired me, um, probably didn't know what he was getting into. And, um, I have actually been here ever since, um, it just has been a natural fit. This company has always been very unique and innovative. When I started, uh, we were 16 people. Um, they were the first, uh, Jack uh, was always innovative and, and we were the first computer, fully computerized company at 16 people. Um, and also uh, multidisciplined even at that time. And again, we've grown now, uh, in my career 35 years later and we're about 220 people and in doing work across the u.s yeah awesome how have you seen the industry change in that time oh boy um where do i start it's uh, um you know th there's some things that are that never change but by the same token there's things that just drastically in a lot of positive ways have affected the industry and how we work. Um, technology is one of those things. Uh, I, when I went to school, I didn't have to do a single paper or anything on the computer. So I learned how to use a computer at BKV group. Um, mm -hmm. and just technology from going from hand drawing to CAD to now Revit, it was, you know, drawing, with pencil um, to uh, 2D computer outputs, now to Revit, which is 3D, and uh, all these various 3D programs. I mean, that's been fascinating to watch, um, and it will continue to change our industry dramatically um, in the short-term future and long-term future. Um, uh, you know, diversity is a big thing. You know, it it was one of the professions that really lacked in diversity for so long for most of its profession. And, and we're seeing a dramatic change completely for the benefit of everybody, um, both uh, gender wise and, and people of color. And it's making our industry just so much more exciting. Um, it's, it's a lot more fun, um, diverse, views and thoughts and opinions, I think, make us better as as an industry. And so that's been really exciting. And um, and then our our knowledge and, and focus, I mean, sustainability, that was a big thing. They didn't call it that in the 70s with the energy crisis, but there was a lot of work in the within the industry there. But now now it's a buzzword sustainability. But with the advent of climate change that is here and um we are needing to change how we do things and it, it's it's critical and necessary and it's be then become part of the forefront of our how we think as a as an industry and as design professionals and how we affect our environment and and how we build cities and neighborhoods and so that's really important work that we're doing and the industry continues to evolve and in, innovate. So I, I, you know, I think, um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of changes happening. Yeah. How has BKV group changed during that time? Um, 
Well, I, uh, we we're adapting as well, and um, in a lot of ways. And again, I think when we started off, I mean, we've we've added some new hires and professionals and disciplines within our group, such as our sustainability group. Um, it's it's so important in terms of what we do every day and and the projects that we design and build and how they impact our environment that we we have to be uh, up to date on on new and improved and innovative ways that we approach how we design and and where we get materials from and how we build them and how we can both be better stewards of of our environments so um I think we're BKV is constantly looking at being innovative. I think we're innovative from the very beginnings of being multidisciplinary and we're trying to be innovative in how we create density and do it and do it for you know doing it in an economical way that's still good for our clients, good for our environment. So it's just it's ongoing. Um and that yeah. maybe answers part of your question. I don't think I got the whole thing, but no, definitely. <laughs> I I hear from a lot of architects that sustainability has floated to the top as one of kind of the biggest biggest goals, right? Within within the company is yeah. being good stewards of the environment. Um, talking about design a bit, uh, you and I had a call. I don't know three weeks ago about Wooner. So I'm I'm wondering uh, how design <laughs> yeah. has changed around the Twin Cities and. Um, you know, I personally have seen just a greater focus on multimodal transportation, walkability, things like that. What are, what are you seeing? Yeah, I, I I think the the idea of utilizing spaces in more than one way. Um, so whether it's our streets uh, and being shared streets for bicyclists and vehicles and pedestrians in a different way, so seeing those in a different light, um, designing how we how we design our buildings um, uh, to create flexible, multi-purpose, utilized spaces. So whether it's in uh, housing, which we've been leaders in that industry of being able to take small apartments and being able to have them be convertible to and adaptable to different situations. I think the work that we did uh, prior to the pandemic really um, allowed us to survive and adapt our our small living units that we were confined confined to to be able to work and live in the same place um, so that's been really helpful but it's happening with our cities um, the way we do work because of the pandemic we work from home we work in the office we we can pick up and sit in a coffee shop and and so it doesn't necessarily matter so being able to think and reinvent you know how we use our corporate office buildings um that that's here and now and can we convert them we're 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 doing some projects right now um here and in in other parts of the city whether they're historic buildings that are really well suited for adaptability because of their narrower floor plates or how do we take newer uh, curtain wall office buildings and convert them and we've got some projects that we're doing that on as well but um that how the pandemic 
influenced how we work and live that that is changing our whole industry and our cities and how we think about our cities um minneapolis here and in st paul they've for the last couple of decades they've really tried to embrace their riverfront fronts again so you know being able to uh embrace them have have them be utilized for the benefit of the people who live here and nature and wildlife and cleaning up our rivers, all, all of that is part of the equation um, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to uh, make, make a better world. So, yeah, Rochester's really on that right now, too, of, of reorienting Absolutely. toward the winter, uh, the waterfront. Um, speaking of some of the, you know, the pandemic's impacts, I'm there's a lot more talk about um, converting some of these offices into multifamily sure. downtown. What I mean, what do you think about that? It seems it, it's it's hard, right? It is hard, um, and it it doesn't work with every project. There are some corporate office buildings that are just um, top top class that exist right now, and they'll they'll remain so and probably do well. There are others that. Um, maybe need to see a different life. Um, again, earlier buildings from the uh, early 1900s through the 1930s, they were they were narrower footprints. They had operable windows. Uh, they actually work really well. We converted the Sioux Line building, for example, um, in, into housing, and mm-hmm. that that's been a terrific adaptation. Um, there are others that office buildings after after the uh, World War II um, floor plates became deeper, bigger because technology changed the use of artificial lighting, deeper floor plates so that these buildings took up whole city blocks. And so how do you convert those um, depending on the floor plate if they still have some corners and stagger and things that those could be adaptable. Others may, may not work so well. So I think that'll evolve and, and time will tell. So not, not everything works, but I think we're at a time where we have to reimagine our cities. Um, and it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us and an opportunity to, reinvent reinvent our downtowns um there's still great places for culture and in sports and activities and and uh festivals and gatherings and and having great neighborhoods so that that we can we've done it before and i think we can do it again so i i think that's it's a challenge but it's also an opportunity yeah awesome well Mike, I don't think I really have any other questions. Was there anything you wanted to add that I didn't ask about? Um, no, I've ra- rambled a lot. I think, no, but I, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, it's uh, we did chat uh, a week ago or so, and that that was that was fun, and this this was yeah. great as well. So I really appreciate this, and so awesome. thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Thanks for taking the time.